to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show World Cup 2022 draw reaction show. We went live. If you're watching live, thank you. If you're catching it after the fact, thank you as well. But I am Jordan Wiegand and with me today is a man who makes us better together. It's Logan Stump. That might have been the nicest intro you've ever given me. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like you've embodied the message and behind the World Cup today, as they were talking about the fact that this is really a time in a, in a time that's kind of dark right now. That they're just bringing the world together as one, a, a unit that can just get together and, and watch this game, this game that we love, this game that we all cherish, the one that makes it all fun. Um, but I guess it's true. But then now Jordan is nice, so that's kind of nice. That's, that's kind of fun. <laughs> You know why? Because now now we're better together, right? Like, we have to now be united as United States fans mm. and put all the differences aside and act like we actually get along and uh, do the show together. So that's what we're going to be doing. And, uh, you know, that's actually the song. You know what, though, for, for the, as much as it took an hour and some to get this show on the road, okay? <laughs> I did enjoy the song. I really did. I, yeah, it I think it was the best song since the Coca-Cola waving flag song. Mm-hmm. And I actually like the mascot opening where you see this world that has all the previous mascots. It was, it was a big mm-hmm. thing for me. I was like, Oh look, there's the 2010 mascot. There's a 2014 mascot. Um, so I did enjoy that. The rest of it was very long Yeah, and took a long time to get going. Uh, my whole lunch break passed before they even started the draw so it was quite a day but uh how were you feeling before the draw logan because i know we were texting you were very nervous i i felt like i was not nervous i was trying to i was trying to i don't know if you ever watched the draws before i'm trying to think of like you know 2014 i was trying to think about when they did that draw i'm pretty sure i was at home watching on tv but i don't think i don't think you were as into it then uh right you didn't get into it till the world cup so 2018 i don't even know if i watched the draw because we weren't in it yeah (laughs) but you know what was what was the experience like uh, the nerves as we get up to uh draw time yeah i mean 
having seen draws before and, and ones that haven't gone so well with Champions League this year, um, I, I, I w- I've never been like nervous for my draw just because it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. We got you know, see who the opponent is. It's cool to see that moment when your team is drawing the opponents they're going to be facing. And then you kind of see what side of the bracket you're on um, possibly or what groups you might be facing. But this, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is the first time that I've ever seen uh, a World Cup draw and it was the U.S. was in it. So that was really exciting. Um, I remember texting you and um, I taught today um, and then the last 30 minutes we were done with the assignment. And I said, uh, you know, if you want to work on the assignment while you're watching, you know, just kind of this symbolic moment with all these World Cup teams uh, getting ready to face off and, and get placed into groups. I was nervous um, and I it was actually really cool because the moment in which um, the, I guess the whole coverage started from the moment it started to like the moment of the draws. Um, I teach at an international school where it's got a lot of kids that um, are from different countries. So in the room, I had uh, three Brazilians, one German. Um, I had one Scottish kid that was able to come in um, as the draw was getting started. One of my Mexican students came in and got to see Mexico get drawn. Uh, I had another kid that was from um, Germany as well. So there were two Germans that came in and were able to kind of see started coverage but then during my lunch period it was great during my lunch period i went and got i went and got my lunch i came back and then three of my students came in during their lunch and stuff uh to watch (laughs) so it was really cool i I had the mexican uh, student i had my scottish student i had my german student in there sitting with us so it was like this is really cool because we get to see this together kind of experience it together and you know just talk about it and we were reacting you could probably hear us through the wall of uh the different buildings been beside us because uh the scottish kid was like jumping up and down when he got drawn against uh, us in the u.s or us in the uk so i don't know it was really cool it was a really cool experience and like you said the the lead up to it gosh if in that the stadiums are um they're gonna look like that building that they were in with the draw it's just unbelievable how much uh, that part of the world has and money and just the abilities to build these beautiful buildings so i don't know overall I'll, I'll never forget that experience. That was cool. Yeah, I still remember the 2010 draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the 20 the 2014 draw with Germany, Portugal, Ghana, um, USA. So that was mm-hmm. a tough one. And uh, yeah, here we are now. With uh, I started watching in 2006, so really I, I've only had the the three draws so far because 2018 we weren't in it. So. Let's go run through the groups real quick. Um, group A is Qatar. I can actually share the screen as well. Um, okay. So we've got uh, Qatar. We've got Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands in Group A. We've got England, Iran, USA, and the winner of the Euro playoff in Group B. So with us in Group B would be either Scotland, Wales, or Ukraine. That'll be determined in June. Group C, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. We've got Group D, France, Intercontinental Playoff 1, Denmark, and Tunisia. Intercontinental Playoff 1 would be either Peru, Australia, or United Arab Emirates. Spain leads Group E with Intercontinental Playoff 2, which would either be Costa Rica or New Zealand. 
Germany, and Japan. Group F is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Group G is Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Brazil has Serbia and Switzerland in their group. Again, two World Cups in a row. And Portugal leads Group H with Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. I will say if I was a Costa Rica or Canada fan, this is how I'd be feeling right now. It's over. We are screwed. Doesn't get old. But, I mean, (laughs) if Costa Rica makes it through, they got Spain, Germany, and Japan. That Mm -hmm. is a tough group. Group E is probably my group of death. I I know people are saying there is no group of death, but look, listen to Spain, Costa Rica, who did well in their World Cups, Germany, and Japan. That's a tough group. H, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and Korea Republic. Those are two very strong groups. And then you have kind of the rest of the groups, I think, pretty balanced. I think if it was anybody else other than Saudi Arabia and Group C, that could be the group of death. Argentina, Mexico, Poland. If I'm Mexico, I'm kind of upset. (laughs) I mean, Poland's going to be pretty tough with Lewandowski. Mm -hmm. You got Argentina, Messi's last run. Saudi Arabia, they should be able to beat them. And Group B, let's just talk about England, Iran, USA, Euro playoffs. So while we have an okay group, here's who's going to lead us to glory. Like the phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. Yes, the LeBron James of <laughs> soccer is here. Uh, another way I was going to introduce you to the show, Logan, was the LeBron James of podcasting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed that. Yeah, I know. I, I messed it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what are your overall thoughts on, on Group B here? Iran, England, USA, and either Scotland, Wales, or the Ukraine? I really enjoy it. I, I think for entertainment value, I think that this group has the most entertainment uh, as far as, like, I mean, not as far as on the pitch kind of stuff, but also the storylines in and around it. You've got a chance to see Wales and Scotland play up against England, who are kind of their United Kingdom neighbors. Um, you've got the whole idea with Brexit, I guess. Um, so that should be fun. United States, um, England really hasn't beat up on the United States since 1776, I think is the date. Um but, you know, it, it's going to be a tough run, um, I think, for all these teams. Like, I, I think the, the, the group that we're in is unique in a way that uh, I think that I don't think if you ever drew these again, you'd ever get the same kind of outcomes. But it's just it's interesting because we've had, you know, certain ties to these countries for so long um, that we're getting ready to play. Uh, and I think that's going to be a, a really interesting matchup uh, with the U.S. and uh, England, just because England... Um, and just kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, early predictions here. I think England is one of the top teams that's really going to compete for a World Cup here. Um, played really well in the Euros, has played really well. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of pushback on Southgate. So if that doesn't end well, um, it might be because the U.S. surplants them. And it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this group falls out. Like, I, it was weird because I was like, there's no way that they're going to get the Wales and Scotland um you know, spot. There's no way. And then they did. I, they pulled it, and I was like, "Are you serious? Like, this is this is such an interesting group. It's unique in its own different little way." Um, but no, I, I mean, I like it. I, I think. Well, I think we could expect that it's going to be a tough group, 
But I think if you're really looking at it, it, the U.S. and England are the top two teams, and depending upon who gets in there in that third spot um, would be the third team maybe. And I, I don't know too much about Iran, but I do know they're they're pretty tough in the Asian um, continent. So it's like, you know, it, it really is going to be interesting to kind of see how they bounce up against the, the other two teams uh, as far as quality. So I don't know. I like this group. I think it's difficult and it's good. And like you said, Jordan, these groups are pretty balanced. I mean – you got three teams, maybe four on each of them that could make a little run, um, which is always kind of cool because the World Cup, you don't get to the World Cup if you suck. So <laughs> that's that's kind of the point of it. So. Love your Qatar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I guess they've if you're been impressive. Oceania they've too. been impressive. But, I mean, yeah. they've had how many years to build up to this? They've never qualified for one before this. So the uh, automatic spot. Um, look. I think this draw could have gone better. I think some people say this couldn't have. But England, Iran, Iran beat us in 98, by the way. They're a tough team. I think they said if we take all of these, I think Group B is the lowest ranked teams, meaning like, I guess the highest ranked, meaning like uh, England's rank five, we're mm-hmm. like 13, Iran's 21, and whoever the Euro playoffs is pretty high up there too. If you add mm-hmm. all those together, it's it's a lot of top teams that technically you could say this is the group of death, I guess. Here's here's what I'm looking at. USA is going to open up against the Euro playoff. Yeah. Winner. While Ukraine is a great story, I don't want it to be Ukraine now. The weight of what the Ukrainians are going through. The fact that the whole world is behind them. Mm-hmm. Us having to play them. Uh, they're going to be on a whole nother level. They're going to yeah. be hyped as hell. So I, I'm going to want to avoid them. Uh, if, if anything, you're rooting for Scotland. Right. You're rooting for Scotland to make it through. Cause Wales has Gareth Bale that when he turns it on, he turns it on. So that would be kind of worrisome. As well. Um, so you're hoping for Scotland. Then you face England on Black Friday. That is a must-win. Must-win game. Game two, no matter what, was probably going to be a must-win because you want to position yourself so you don't have too much pressure on, on game three. So if you can eke out a draw against the Euro playoff winner, uh, beat England, or vice versa, I guess, you would have four points and have to probably get one to three points against Iran last Mm -hmm. game of the match uh, of the group. That's going to be tough. This is going to be very tough. And when we talk about how we're like the youngest team to qualify Mm -hmm. and how we are, you know, one of the uh, youngest to qualify out of, I think we are the average age youngest to qualify since, um, uh, you know, in this group of world cup 2022. These players don't have that experience. So while I would say expectation is second place, I wouldn't actually be shocked if we get knocked out in the group. Hmm. Um, I don't think it'd be as much of a disaster as 2006 when we got bumped out in the group stage because I think these are very these are very tough groups. Now, I will say I was listening to Talk Sport on the way home from uh, England just to get their thoughts on the draw here as we prepared for the show. Here's what Talk Sport said. They said 
or some of the people on TalkSport, that England should top the group easily and not concede a goal. And I said, they're crazy. They're crazy. Uh, They said, Iran is not good. They said, USA is a (laughs) second division team. And they said, the Euro playoff winner would be a championship level team. So all the people calling in on it over there too say that if Southgate doesn't win the World Cup, he should be fired. And that they have the easiest path to a World Cup they've ever had. I want to know what they're smoking. If you mm. win this group, you have to go up against Senegal or the Netherlands most likely. Yeah. That's not easy. That's not easy. And I would say then after that, they would get like France. Possibly France or possibly Argentina, Mexico, Poland. Uh, that's not easy. There, there's there's not an easy path here for them to get to the final. Um, it's just the English arrogance, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm starting to see that on the U.S. side, too. A lot of U.S. arrogance of we're going to easily get second or should win the group. It's possible to win this group. I do think so. Mm-hmm. But it's also possible to get bounced out. I mean, this is this is going to be a crazy World Cup. Uh, I mean, I'm thankful we're not in the Spain-Germany group. I'm thankful we're not in the Belgium-Croatia group. Listen to what Canada has. Belgium, Morocco, Croatia. So they got the third place World Cup spot with Belgium, right? Mm-hmm. And Croatia, who finished second. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty tough for Canada. Um, and they can still surprise some people, but you would probably bet money Belgium and Croatia make it through there. Um, and then you look at Mexico again, Poland, Argentina, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. And really sorry for Costa Rica with Spain, Germany, Japan, that if, if they make it through to that, they're probably getting bounced as, as well. We have a real possibility of no CONCACAF team making it to the round of 16 in all honesty. Yeah, I, I mean, the I think the biggest thing will be our matches with England, obviously. Um, I, I do think Iran, like you're looking at Iran and you're thinking about the U.S. men's national team. I mean, you're ranked higher than them. You do play better competition than them throughout their qualifying Um So you do have that leg. I think you're playing better teams and better quality throughout their qualifiers. Um, Because the U.S., I mean, that's one thing I think a lot of people underestimate is the the difficulty level of playing in CONCACAF on the road. Uh, It's the environment in in some of these countries that are, I mean, they're tough places to go and play. Um, With Wales, I mean, I feel like we could run with Wales. We play well. Um, Scotland as well. I mean, if you're looking at teams... Uh, how you know basically how I've been doing it is kind of looking at the, the players on our roster compared to the players on their roster and where they play. And I'm like, okay, one, the U.S. shouldn't really back down from an England team because, to be honest, a lot of our guys that are playing on the U.S. men's national team are on this roster are guys that play against them in the Premier League in Serie A and, you know, Liga Un. I mean, the, the, the fact that – and you're right, Jordan. I heard a lot of sentiment just from the English – side of it because i follow a lot of the english accounts because we follow premier um and there is there's sentiment in behind the fact that the u.s men's national team shouldn't be able to like breathe the same air as the english national team Um, it's ridiculous 
it's shocking because I mean, if you look at it, all right, here's English, here's England's roster when they played Albania. I kind of pulled up one where I thought they played a pretty decent lineup and one that we could see feature. Jordan Pickford in goal. You had Kyle Walker, John Stones, uh, and Harry Maguire in the back. You had Reese James, Jordan Henderson, uh, Calvin Phillips, uh, Ben Chilwell. You also had Phil Foden, Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling on the bench. They had Trent, Ar- Trent Alexander-Arnold, who probably would start, Jack Grealish, Tyrone Mings, John, uh, Sam Johnston, Connor Cody, Tammy Abraham, Jude Bellingham. Like, those are good players. Um, Aaron Ramsdale as well. Um, those are good players. But when, when, when looking at our team, I mean, it, we've got Weston McKinney. We've got Tyler Adams. Um, we've got guys like Miles Robinson who are going to end up in the Premier. We're probably going to have Zach Steffen in goal, depending on he or Matt Turner. Those are Premier League guys. Like it, it's not like we're going up against these guys with a bunch of like USL players. <laughs> it, and I think that's the way they kind of think of us. Like it's like we're the smaller brother, and I think it benefits us that we're kind of that team that's going to be thought of as the underdog. And, and we don't like that. And, and the US has always played better when they've kind of had their backs against the wall. So I don't know. Like, yes, we're young, but uh, England's always had the issue of beating teams when they should beat teams. They're known as the letdown team. Um, they, they get into these really strong, powerful positions, and they seem to always kind of fade. Um, and I'm hoping that's kind of the same. But these these two match, or sorry, this match against England is going to be really interesting. And then Iran, I think, is is a really big match with them. Um, just kind of getting points and collecting as many as we can to try to get through this group. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to look more. I have to look more at Iran just because I don't know a ton about them. I have seen Scotland play some, um, just in, in curiosity, looking at what they've done. And like you said, Gareth Bale. If you have to play Gareth Bale, that's no fun. Ukraine's an interesting topic because I, I made the prediction today, and I I just don't see Ukraine playing. Like I just don't. In the state of the way things are right now, I could see us getting to June or July and that team not being able to play, which is really unfortunate. But I it just, I don't know. There, there could be different effects on the team. It could motivate you like hell, like you said, or it could be just absolutely demoralizing having to go play soccer when there's a lot more difficult things in the world that are going on with their families. Uh, Greg Berhalter said he's going to bring the full U.S. men's national team for the Nations League games in June, citing mm. the need to maximize time together. Yeah. That's Agreed. good. Well, because, I mean, the Europeans are doing the same thing. They got Nations League on their side. So they're playing, you know, England's got games against Germany, Italy, and them. So, yeah, I agree. Which will be fun. I mean, they, some of these countries haven't seen the, the full force of the United States yet, uh, at least, you know, healthy and together. Weston should be back, maybe, question mark? Yeah, well, he's going to be back end of April, he said, on okay. Fox today. So okay. that's when he's aiming for. So <clears throat> pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, he says he's somebody that can always recover faster than, than typical. So. All right, Jordan, blind reaction, okay? Um, top two teams coming out of the group. Like, who is your round of 16? Not even looking. We haven't even studied. Like what? What are what are some early predictions that you got? Even if it's not sixteen, what are some of the teams that you think? You know, For looking at these groups, groups? yeah. Okay, uh, group early A, reaction. Group A, Netherlands, Senegal. Mm-hmm. Group B, England, USA. C, I'm gonna go Argentina, Poland. Look at that, Mexico mm-hmm. setting that mm-hmm. one out. Uh, I'm gonna go France and. 
Yeah, this one's tough. I don't know. I mean, that's that's up for grabs. I'm going to go Spain and Germany for E. Uh, For F, I'm going to go Belgium, Croatia. G, I'm going to say Brazil, Switzerland. And for H, Portugal and Uruguay. Ghana's going to be tough, too. Ghana's going up against Uruguay again, by Mm -hmm. the way. That's the game where Suarez batted the ball out of the net and got a red card, and they had to take the penalty and miss it. So there's going to be some bad blood there. Um, Portugal and Ghana faced each other in the uh, 2014 World Cup. Real quick, too, I just wanted to say with Iran. So Iran 2014, they finished fourth in their group of Argentina, Nigeria, Bosnia, Herzegovina Mm -hmm. with one point. But 2018, they finished third in a group with Spain and Portugal. Four points Four points. Spain and Portugal had five. That's how close Iran was to getting out of Spain and Portugal. That's why I'm worried about this Iran team and why I feel like, specifically the English, are really doubting Iran. Uh, yeah. Iran yeah. lost to Spain one nothing. They drew with Portugal one to one. So this is going to be a tough out, a tough team. And I think... Gareth Southgate's going to have to have the team prepared because if they're going off of, they're listening to the pundits, if they're listening to the newspapers, it's going to be a bloodbath because I feel like they could easily have a misstep uh, in that. Uh, What I also wanted to say too, is we kind of alluded to it earlier, but that England USA game is going to be on black Friday. It is the third game kicking off, which means it's probably an 11 AM or 3 PM Eastern time kickoff. So prepare yourself. We always made these jokes about how we're going to face uh, England on Thanksgiving. It happens to be that we get drawn with them and it's the day after. So that's really, really funny and uh guess what usa also kicks off the tournament we have uh groups a and b both kick off the usually it's just the host nation now it's going to be all groups a and b kicking off day one monday the 21st of november of that thanksgiving week so again prepare yourself for that that's going to be a lot of fun as um I mean, I told you this, Logan, but that NFL on Fox Thanksgiving is going to probably promote the crap out of that game, <laughs> England USA, and with no football on, the um, uh, with no football on, we're, we're probably going to have some uh, more eyes on on us um, as a whole. So. I wonder how Fox will balance that because they're going to have, you know what, Big Fox will probably have NFL games on and FS1 will probably have the afternoon World Cup games on on Thanksgiving. Mm. Is how I probably guess, right? Because mm-hmm. usually Fox has the Lions game, I think, which is usually the 1 o'clock. So yeah. probably up until the 3 o'clock kickoffs, after the 11 o'clock kickoffs are done, you're probably going to have games on probably Big Fox or FS1. And then if they were on Big Fox, they're going to move over to FS1 while the NFL games are on there. But 
I mean, nothing gets Americans more hyped up than trying to stick it to England again after all the wars <laughs> and after declaring independence and stuff. And Thanksgiving is a time for giving thanks. It's going to be <laughs> a great narrative as we build up to that Black Friday. So just looking at the groups, uh, for those that don't know how it's going to work, we play. So we go, it goes 1-2 on the first match day, two or 3-4. And then it goes... Um, I think it was one or sorry, it was two, four and then one, three and then one, four and then two, three. So it was, so we, we ended up drawing, uh, we're going to get that playoff game, whoever that, like Jordan said before, First. and then we're going to play England second and then we'll play Iran third. We play, depending on where we finish, if we do finish and do qualify for the next round, um, we're going to be playing the either, if we win our group, we're going to be playing the runners up at group A. And if we lose and we're in second, um, then we are going to not lose. But if we're in second place in our group, we're going to play the winners of group A. So if you look at group A, that's a lot of fun because it, I think Jordan, it's going to be hard, but it'll be, uh, I think it'll, we, we, we've got out better than some of the other groups where I think like E through H it's like they win their group and they got to go play somebody of like uh top ilk. <laughs> like uh, Netherlands is great, but that being said, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at our first second or round of 16, like I would think I would pick Netherlands over a lot of these other countries. Does that make sense? Like I wouldn't pick, I wouldn't want to come out of my group and then have to turn around and play France, Spain, Belgium, Brazil, or Portugal. <laughs> so what's the limit this team can do? For me, I'm thinking with the way that this draws and everything, the, the best they can do, I think, is probably round of 16. Just because of how young this team is, mm -hmm. it's going to be real tough to get past a Senegal or a Netherlands. And then from there... Um, you're out. So, uh, for me, I think that's probably the max we can do. Um, and that's fine. We usually get bumped out in the round of 16 lately. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have a problem with that because then these players get that experience. 2026 would be a whole different story and we can see how it goes from there. The only issue with 2026 is then more teams, which means probably another round before the round of 16. Mm -hmm. And that would be a little worrisome, but you know, um, where do you see the best that this team can do in this, in this world cup? I agree with you. Round of 16. Um, if you, if the United States beat Senegal or Netherlands, I'd be shocked. That being said, it, I, like I, I said, it, it, just because it's an easier opponent than I think the other groups, it's still not an easy opponent. Netherlands, I think just have too much talent. Um, but that being said, I mean, I was looking at their, I was looking at their roster, Jordan. I was like, okay, like they've got Van Dyke, you got Nathan Ake. Um, I think who else did I recognize off their list? But I'm gonna blank. I'm not gonna guess. But it it wasn't like I thought it was a lot better than what it was. I think because of the last time I saw Netherlands play, they kind of had these guys like RVP and <laughs> Iron Robin. Robin. Yeah, yeah, like. Like that's a whole different crew. Oh, they had uh, Wijnaldum was another person yeah, that was yeah. on the team. Um, but I mean, a good roster. But I think we can compete with them. Like I'm, I'm not sure that we're too far off the mark from them, but we're just below them. And I don't think the U.S. can really survive in a round of 16 with a lot of their experienced guys because I think they'll just figure out a way to win. Um, where I, I that's where we don't have that luxury. Um, I don't think the U.S. being as young as they are can figure out ways to just win, right? 
I think that's the biggest concern. And that's what you sometimes it's just about survival in these round of 16 matches because you just don't match up well against the other team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm projecting that they go, they, they do a lot better than against England than people think because I think we match up well with England. Like, I, I really do think with our back line and our defense, we match up well with their wings, and I think we match up very well with their midfield. I think we actually have a really top-tier midfield. Like, I think we have one of the better midfields in um, probably the whole thing. So it, it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, even with more experience, Tyler Adams going to get and West McKinney's going to get. Like, I think that's going to be important. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really liking I'm liking it. Like, I think round of 16 is very doable. Um, it'll be kind of sad if we don't get past the, the other teams. But like you said, it'll be Iran's sad. good. Yeah. It'll be sad. I mean, I, I'm going to go in thinking that it's still a possibility. I'm not going to be somebody that thinks – look, tournaments are hard, man. I, yeah. That's the thing. Tournaments are very hard, and with this team being so young, mm-hmm. it's going to be super hard. And I, I would expect – and I don't know what USA is going to do, but I would say no matter what the result – of this world cup greg gets let go and we move on we have to have it's very rare for a coach to stay more than one um cycle cycle and i think it might be best to then say well he set us up now we're going to get somebody to bring it home you know we're going to get somebody to make a run in 2026 not to win it i'm just saying like they're mm-hmm. going to bring home the the what we've been building to kind of like fruition mm-hmm put us on the right track and guess what 2030 all these players are still young they're like still prime reaching 30 years old so that is going to be special as well we got quite a few world cups of these kids just being able to do it you know um so it's our first one back it's all these young kids i'm thinking all right just get round of 16 get out of the group but i wouldn't be shocked if we bounce out um I think if we bounce out, there's no question Greg is gone. But in the group, I mean, uh, you know, Southgate's been around for two World Cup cycles and a Euro, so uh, two Euros, I think. So mm-hmm. I could see a spot where Burhalter sticks around, but uh, ideally, you don't want to get complacent. Uh, a cycle after Bob Bradley, he lost some of the players he had to go. A cycle after Jurgen. You know, it was time for him to go. Uh, I think even Bruce. Bruce, um, 2002, had a really great run. 2006, crashed out. Probably should have moved on from him after a cycle. Like, there's, there's, you know, examples of this being, like, maybe best to just move on in the next cycle, uh, no matter how well you do in this, just to not get the same message um, over and over again. Um. I mean, with the way that Sporting Kansas City plays, like I almost feel like this would be the only time that Greg, or sorry, that um, Peter Vermees would even consider good jumping. You know what I mean? Like, it, I I don't feel like Jim Curtin's for this job because he's he wants to coach every day. He wants to be in the trenches every day, and then it's better for his career that he doesn't coach nationally. I think. I don't think it's going to be time. I, I think Schmetzer might be on the the older side, where I don't know you know, depending on four years, where would he really want to be? 
uh, Gio Savarese, like I don't think he'd ever have interest. Like I think you're going to, I think the next ML or the next U.S. Men's National Team coach is going to come from MLS. I just don't know who that would be. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I, I think Vermees would be the top on my list. Like he would be, I think, my ideal and the one that I thought would be probably your best bet if you're looking at U.S. coaches that might be done with the club scene and ready to move on. Kind of, you know. I guess into semi-retirement in a way with U.S. Men's National Team and, and kind of building this team from, you know, because I honestly like I love what he's done in Sporting Kansas City and I think he's done well with young players and he's he's got kind of like that bull mentality but he's done really well with young guys and that typically doesn't work very well when when you got kind of that guy that's a bulldog that's gonna you know chew you out if you don't play well but I think that's what this team needs next right I think the team needs more discipline and, and more you know, attack in the way that they need to attack. And I think that Vermees would figure this out. So it does seem like the USA will play them uh, England around 7 p.m. UK time, which would be the 3 p.m. kickoff. Solid. For us on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I was going to say, like, how late can games be? We tried, we Googled this one time, didn't we? Like, what time? 3 is p.m. is the last time for us. Yeah, that's the last time for us. For Qatar time, it's 11, 11 p.m. No, 10 p.m. that that's kicking off. So, so it's 2 a.m. over there now. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're seven hours ahead of us. So, mm, yeah, if I have that right, I guess. Hold on. I don't know. Uh, it says 2200. I mean, you know, for, I'm not sure if that's local time for them or, or what, but uh, Dale Johnson put that that game would be at 7 p.m. UK time, which we're usually five hours behind yeah. them, but with, uh, I think, around that time, we should be back to four daylight. hours behind them because of daylight until they flip over. So Unless we get rid of it, and then we'll... Probably 3 p.m. Because when I looked yeah. at ESPN's website, that was the last time for kickoff was 3 p.m. Eastern time. So all these games are going to be in times that we can watch them. Right? Uh, I think yeah, the first like games be, are at like seven a.m., seven or eight a.m., and then that's okay though. Like I'm good for early. The like, bad thing is early. we're gonna be we're gonna be working most of this. I mean, at least we'll have Black Friday and Thanksgiving off to watch games. That's true. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna be working during the day for all these other games until yeah. the weekend games. So that's gonna suck. But have to try to keep up with them or whatever. Um, the final is December 18th. So before Christmas, we'll, we'll know who won the World Cup. So should be uh, pretty exciting. Any last thoughts, Logan, before we hit out of here? It's an early, short episode. Today, just talking about the draw. I do want to shout out real quick, though, too. Forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, if you want to go listen to the Revolution recap, they had a great interview with a U.S. soccer or U.S. amputee soccer player. And uh, I'm, I'm getting the information now. Uh, sorry, I forgot to write all of this stuff down. Uh, but you can uh, listen to Nico Calabria of the Revolution's amputated uh, amputee soccer team. And he's also on the USA amputee soccer team. And he talked with Revolution Recap about the growth of the sport and the upcoming 2022 Amputee World Cup. 
and they're trying to get uh, some funds over there. So they're doing a fundraising campaign for the World Cup over there, and it's usampsoccer.org slash donate. And I would suggest listening to their interview with Nico. Uh, any last thoughts, Logan? No, really cool what they're doing over there. I, I thought it like I was really excited when they reached out to us and when had us kind of retweet that and maybe one day Jordan we can get it on. But um, yeah, no, I think it's really cool if you can if you can throw even a dollar over there. I mean that, that goes a long way in helping them uh, achieve their goal and get into this World Cup and, and be able to fund that. So I don't know, it's pretty cool, um, and I'm looking forward to kind of following it from uh, now a distance and kind of seeing what it's all about. Seeing uh, if I can watch some of those uh, somewhere, I'm sure they do some streaming or whatever they might do. So, no, that's pretty cool. I, I enjoy that. So, pretty cool. Um, excited for this World Cup, though, Jordan. Like this is uh, this is what we've been waiting for. We did it. We're here. We're not sitting at home on the couch going. I really wish the U.S. was in the World Cup because not this time. Yeah. Not this time. Yeah, it is. It is great to be back there i was very excited for the draw this morning because i just wanted to soak it in it's been so long since we were in a world cup draw mm-hmm. and it was very exciting i mean look it's been almost eight years since last time we were in a world cup and in a world cup draw so great to kind of just feel the moment and then feel the panic of the group afterwards <laughs> uh, if you want to give us a follow on twitter instagram or facebook it's at stateside show for all those places or email us stateside show at gmail.com. And we will catch you Monday when we talk uh, some of these MLS games on the weekend. Tomorrow, throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.